Good morning, people of God. Oh, happy Easter. What a wonderful day we get to celebrate today. We're so thankful and grateful that you are here with us. And for those of you who are online this morning, uh, we're just excited. For those of you whom I have not met yet, my name is Pastor Dave Parker, and we're just ecstatic that you are with us, that we are celebrating our Lord's risen day today. So, all right, one of the fun things that I enjoy doing, I don't know if you do or not, but I do... <laughs> is uh, to keep you on your toes on Easter Sunday morning. So I'm going to use a phrase throughout this service. I know some people are groaning already, but I'm going to use this phrase, if any time, any time, like I said, I'm going to keep you on your toes. If any time I say Christ is risen, you are going to respond with, He is risen indeed, Alleluia. Okay, so let's try it. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, This is going to be fun. Okay. Like I said, I'm going to keep you on your toes so you never know when it's going to happen. But we're going to have some fun today. Uh, We will be receiving Holy Communion today. So if you didn't receive a communion kit on your way in or at home, if you want to get some bread and some wine or grape juice ready, that would be wonderful. Do so now. Well, let's stand. Let's uh, uh, begin by greeting your neighbors, sharing the peace of the Lord with one another. Let us pray. God of mercy, we no longer look for Jesus among the dead. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Increase in our minds and in our hearts the new life we share with Christ. And help us to grow as your people toward the fullness of eternal life with you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. And all of God's people say... Amen. Please be seated. We invite any children to come forward. We've got a children's lesson this morning with Pastor Kelsey. Come on up, kids. Happy Easter, everybody. Come on up. We're going to just sit here on the carpet together. Augie, Theo. Yeah, have a sit here. Thank you. Good morning and happy Easter. I'm so happy to see everybody today. Have you had a long morning already? Has it been full of exciting activities? I was thinking about something today, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about surprises. Who here likes surprises? Some people out there like Anybody here not like surprises? I like to be in control. (laughs) What is something that's happened to you in your life that was very surprising? Can anyone think of an example? Yeah. Getting a dog. Getting a dog? Oh, what a great surprise. What else? What's surprising, Theo? Um, naming a dog. Naming a dog? Yeah, that can be a surprise. Anybody else ever been really surprised? 
Anybody ever gone on a, like a ride at the fair or amusement park and it was like stronger than you thought and you were like, ah! that can be surprising. Anybody ever had a sibling or a parent decide to get a little uh, mischievous and jump out from behind a door and go, bah! You do it to your parents. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that can be a surprise. You go, ah. What about in nature? Is there anything that ever surprises you that you see in nature? What do the trees look like right now? Do they look like they're alive or do they look like they're kind of dead? Yeah, why do, you, why do they look like they're dead? They have no leaves. Exactly. They're just a trunk and branches. They look like sticks coming out of the ground. They don't look like they're alive. But what do we know is going to happen pretty soon? They're going to grow. They're going to start as buds on the sticks, on the branches, and then they're going to turn into flowers or leaves, or sometimes even those flowers turn into fruit. Yeah. What do we see coming up out of the ground right now? There's even some in our church parking lot. Grass. Yes, the grass used to be brown, but now it's green. That's a surprise. Does anyone have yellow daffodils coming out of their gardens? Yeah, those beautiful yellow flowers. Those are a surprise because the ground looked frozen and dead. My favorite surprise in nature is something I think about on Easter, every time Easter comes around. And that is the surprise of how a caterpillar can turn into a butterfly. Isn't that amazing? Has anyone ever seen a caterpillar hatch out of a chrysalis? Wickaletta, what a cute name for a caterpillar. I love that. And then it's going to become something totally different. Well, that's something in nature that reminds me about Easter because on Easter, we remember that on a Friday, long, long time ago, Jesus died. And all of his friends and family thought that it was over. But the surprise of Easter was that Jesus wasn't dead. Jesus came back to life. And because Jesus dies and comes back to life, we can be reminded that even when things seem so sad or so worrisome or so scary, God always has a surprise for us, a surprise of his love, a surprise of his presence, a surprise of him never leaving us alone. So we're going to say a prayer, and then I have a surprise for you, and that is to take home this reminder of the butterfly surprise. We can remind you of Jesus and how Jesus rises from the dead. And I want you to take and put it somewhere in your house or someone else's house where it's going to surprise them. Does that sound like something you can do? Okay, let's say a prayer. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, sometimes things look one way. But sometimes there's a surprise. Help us to remember your surprise of love. Help us to remember that Jesus is alive. And that he's with us forever. Amen. All right, I'm going to give this basket to Owen and Elliot, and they're going to hand out these butterflies as you head back to your seats. Thanks for coming up, everybody. Happy Easter.
I want one too so I can surprise your mother. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. I invite you to stand as you are able for the reading of our gospel today. It's such a big one. It just feels like, you know, we should stand for this. Our gospel reading for this morning comes to us from the book of Matthew, the 28th chapter, starting in verse 1, the story of the first Easter. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings! As they came to him, took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So I'm going to keep you on your toes. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So a couple of things really jumped out at me as I was reading and rereading Matthew's story of this very first Easter. First, what an amazing story. I mean, do we really allow this story to hit us maybe like it did those first people hearing what happened? It still to this day leaves me with my jaw on the floor of how huge of a morning that was with all that happened. It almost makes the fact that Jesus comes back to life seem like it was just one more thing, doesn't it? The other thing that hit me was how Matthew tells this story. Using what's, what at first might seem like two very different opposites. On the one hand, the message delivered by that angel is very clear. Do not be afraid. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Now from what I've read in the Bible, any time that we come across that phrase, do not be afraid, some really good news is about to happen. Any time there's about to be a, a drama or a super tense moment, someone, usually an angel, or in this case an angel and Jesus on two separate occasions, begins with that phrase, do not be afraid. To give courage to face whatever's about to happen. So there's the one side of the coin, right? The one opposite is this message of do not be afraid. In fact, everyone repeat after me. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. 
It's a big message today. On the flip side, on the other opposite of that, right? If one side is do not be afraid, the other would be to be afraid, right? Did you catch everything going on in this story that I just read for you? Talk about a lot of things to be afraid. I mean, we are talking about a pretty alarming, awe-inspiring, if not downright fear-inducing story here. It begins by saying there was an earthquake. I don't know about you, maybe that's commonplace in, in California, but if there was an earthquake any time around here, I'd be shaking in my boots, literally, right? Next, they see an angel descending from heaven, right? That in itself is a pretty big deal. And then this massive stone that was placed in front of the tomb, a stone that was meant to be immovable so that nobody would disrupt the tomb, was just pushed aside by this angel. Again, I think I'd be a little scared. And then this angel's appearance apparently isn't just striking with a face like lightning and clothing whiter than any bleach could ever make it, but it's actually terrifying. So much so that Matthew makes the point, and I love that he adds this into the story, the guards who were guarding that tomb, they shook and became like dead men. The angel was so terrifying, they literally passed out from terror. Oh, and by the way, there's this whole, uh, the one you're looking for isn't dead anymore. I mean, it's no wonder these women were afraid. Everything just got upended. And no wonder why the angel has to begin with those first words of comfort and courage. Whoa, 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 I know this is a lot, but do not be afraid. The one you're looking for, Jesus, he's not here, for Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And of course, it doesn't even stop there. The story continues, right? The angel invites them to say, come and see. Come see for yourself that he's not here. And then go and tell. You can't just stay here. you got to go as well. And they do that. They come and see. And then they go and they tell. And Matthew describes that experience, right? Their obedience to this as a mixture of fear and great joy. And that was the little catchphrase that captured my mind. Because isn't that what most of life is? A mixture of fear and great joy. Fear of all that's going on in the world. This, this thing called COVID is still lurking and illnesses abound. And yet, there's joy when we experience healing or we wake up feeling a little better than the day before. There's fear of what may happen to our children in a dangerous world. We shelter them, protect them, fearing that anything bad could happen to them. And at the same time, there's joy in watching them grow up and learn and have those little celebrations along the way. We get to have one tomorrow night when Augie turns eight. Wow. There's fear over losing a loved one or or either to death or to a broken relationship. 
But there's joy in those moments when it either doesn't happen or, or we get to cherish our loved ones while they're still with us. There's fear over job security or not having enough to pay the bills. And there's joy when those moments that happen that we have enough and we maybe even get to splurge a little bit. There's fear amid the future of our, of our nation and the, and the world with war and politics and famine and rising prices and hatred for people who are different. And at the same time, there is joy so being surrounded by our loved ones, whether it's family or friends or, or being here in church on Easter morning. Every day, almost in every moment, we are bombarded with both the reality of fear and great joy. Amen? And if that's the case, then there is something very important for us to see in our Easter reading this morning. Because when the angel announced that Christ is risen, He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Notice that awesome proclamation doesn't take their fear away. It's not like after the angel shares that message with them, they just take a deep breath and everything is honky-dory and wonderful again. Because Matthew tells us, even after they come to see for themselves, they are still running back with fear and great joy. Even with that promise, they were still afraid. Matthew tells us, after seeing for themselves, they left with fear. However... Now, instead of living into and focusing on that fear, that announcement of resurrection, that that proclamation of hope, empowers them to see and focus on something other than their fear. They started focusing on, on new possibilities and on new life and on wonder and on great blessings in their lives. Even while the fears were very real, they began to focus on good news, which allows them to to run back to those disciples and share the good news with them, to be present in that moment, to see the resurrection before their own eyes. Because now they had something else to look at and hold on to. This is the very definition of courage. Courage is precisely what Easter is about, daring to live boldly even amidst your anxieties and fears. To hold on to that great joy even when sometimes things aren't so joyful. Many of us have been told that uh, belief in Jesus is supposed to smooth all the rough places of life out right? And if things aren't all wonderful, then maybe you're just not believing enough or you're not praying enough or you're not doing enough or have enough faith. But what I see in this story is that believing isn't about having the doubts and fears go away. It's more about focusing on a new truth to hold on to, that our God is stronger than our fear, that even death can't hold our God back, amen? Which is what we need to hear today. We need to hear that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And because of that, we don't have to live into our fears every day. We don't have to leave or live suppressed by our anxieties anymore. When we hold on to this 
fact that even death can't keep our God down and He's on our side, we're going to get through anything that life has to throw at us. Amen? In the resurrection, we have God's promise that life is stronger than death. Amen? That love is greater than hate. Amen? That mercy is way more important to God than judgment. Amen? And that all the suffering and difficulties of this life go away. They are only temporary. Sure, they are very real. And and yes, they hurt at times. But they do not get the last word because of today. Amen? Fear and joy. Despair and hope. Disbelief and faith. Two sides of this world that we live in. And yet in the end, because of this day... The promise of Easter is that joy and hope and faith ultimately prevail every time. And because of that, we can dare to believe it when we either hear or say to someone else, do not be afraid. And the last thing I need you to hear is this. Easter is not over. Jesus' resurrection was not some one-and-done historical story that happened all those years ago. Our God didn't stop only with His Son. God is still at it. Each and every day, through each and every one of you, you now carry the resurrection story with you wherever you go. So today it's not just about celebrating what God has done in the past, but about what God is still doing today. This resurrection is happening all around us. As Pastor Kelsey shared in the the children's lesson, right? Resurrection happens in nature all the time. And here's the deal. It happens in each and every one of you all the time as well. And so even in our own lives, when we experience our own tombs, our own deaths, there is a promise that God is busy with some resurrection going on. It may not happen according to our time schedule, But our God refuses to let the dead stay dead. To let life end. To let fears win. And because of that, we can celebrate today that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. May we dare to believe that and live into that every day. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we cannot thank You enough for the gift of today. This day above all others, this day that ultimately gives us the most hope, the biggest reminder of just how much You love us, that You would take our sin and death and all of evil to the cross and leave it there and come back anew, giving us the promise of new life through all the deaths that we might experience in this world. Lord, give us your Spirit to to open our eyes, to see new life around us, to hear this message of hope, and to focus on that, even and especially in amongst our fears and anxieties, that you have given us a story to share, that we can run around with fear and great joy and still give thanks to you. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able.
Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, we join with the people of God in all times and in all places for praying for the church, the world, and all those who are in need. At the end of each prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with hear our prayer. Let us pray. God of resurrection, from the very beginning you give the church the gift of women as your witnesses. As preachers, teachers, and leaders, open our ears to their proclamation this day and always. God of grace, hear our prayer. All your creation praises you. The earth hums, the seas pulse, the stars shine, and the galaxies whirl in glorious harmonies to honor you. Let us hear and blend our voices in the song. God of grace, hear our prayer. The countries of the world experience disunity and conflict. We set our minds on fear and greed rather than on your rule of justice and love. Build up all countries on your cornerstone of peace. God of grace, hear our prayer. We still weep with those who weep and mourn with those who mourn. Cradle the fearful, the suffering, and the dying, assuring them of your loving presence especially those we name now, either silently or out loud. God of grace, hear our prayer. Risen Lord, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of evil. We remember those who have died. Inspire us to live our lives in this resurrection hope and draw us to you in our final days whenever they come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With bold confidence in your love, Almighty God, we place all for whom we pray into your eternal care through Christ our Lord as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to take out your communion kits. For those of you joining us at home, I invite you to take out your bread and your juice or wine as we prepare to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Again, if they're stubborn, I invite you to push down on the tab first. It helps to separate the cellophane on top. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say...
Amen. Special thank you to those of you who continue to share uh, your offerings with us, especially today. If you're joining us online, there'll be a QR code at the end of our live stream. Uh, just uh, for any of you here, there is a bucket on your way out where you can place your yellow slip. Uh, even if you've always filled a yellow slip out before, we invite you to do so again today just to remind us that you were with us. Uh, but we can't do any of this. We can't have a service, an online uh, ministry, all of the ministries that we do, all the nonprofits that we support. We can't do it without your generosity. So thank you for all the ways that you keep King of Kings uh, a part of your giving. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. People of God, do not be afraid. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. With that, go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.